like that. We are back for another live episode of the Stoop Radio Show right here live on blogtalkradio.com. Coming to you from beautiful downtown Langhorne, Pennsylvania. There it is. Always on time. Our timing is getting better every day. I am your host, Jeff the Shark Perini. Still reveling in Super Bowl victory, but going all flyers tonight. If you've seen the video earlier on Facebook, got my flyers shirt, my flyers hat, got my flyers gear on tonight because it's uh, time to turn the corner that the uh, Eagles have their rest. With me, as always, the co-hostess with the absolute mostest, the quick-witted, the clever, the beautiful, the lovely, the natty ice drinking. <laughs> natty daddy drinking. <laughs> Got that in there. Joel Tady, Joel, good evening. Welcome to a special Thursday, Thursday night episode of The Stoop. Good evening, Jeff. How are we doing? We're doing fantastic. Honestly, I am like on cloud nine tonight, and for a very special reason. Uh, a show I've waited for for quite a while. Uh, a friend of mine turned me on to this band uh, back uh, before the new year, and I have been anxious to get a hold of them ever since, and we got them tonight. We have the leader of a band known as Femmes of Rock. This is uh, four ladies that rock the violin to some of your classic, favorite classic rock songs from bands like ACDC and The Who and Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and on and on. Femmes of Rock. They are coming to our area, Joel. They're coming to Ben Salem to play the Excite Center at Park Casino March 18th. As far as we know at this moment, Joel, myself, my wife, Jules' fiance. We're, we're going to be going. We're going to be attending this show. I'm very excited. Uh, tonight, the leader, the founder, the creator of this wonderful band, Miss Nina DiGregorio, is going to be our very special guest tonight. I am beyond pumped. Also got the inside scoop that she's coming to us live from uh, Disney World. It's awesome. Disneyland. Disneyland. Oh, whoops. Thank you for correcting me. Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, we've... Yeah, it's a very big difference, huge difference. We've done a lot of uh, a lot of legwork. We've done a lot of uh, emails, et cetera, through her wonderful manager, Michael. Uh, he was nice enough to arrange this for us tonight. He's been a big supporter of us. Uh, we've been uh, sharing it, tagging it, liking it, loving it, whatever the hell it is. And tonight, it's it. The moment we waited for. It's going to be a big night. What do you think? Are you excited? I am so excited. I mean, these ladies truly rock. I am so excited to see them at the Excite uh, no, it, Nina seems like such a sweetheart. I'm really, really excited to talk to her tonight. Same here. Um, yeah, I've been doing some research. I've been watching YouTube videos. I've been watching uh, some stuff off their website, www.femsofrock.com. Sneak that in there. Um, and, yeah, they've, they've got a lot. They're beautiful. They're talented. They really can rock, and it looks like a great show, and I can't wait to get to see it live. I can't wait to talk to Nina tonight. It's going to be awesome. Yes. Absolutely. So in honor of Nina, as we always do, we do a top five list here on our show, and we pick different topics. We try to make it related to the guest. It doesn't always work out that way, but it did tonight. Jewel loves me for it because uh, she said it took her hours to do the research. It's not like Jewel. It took me probably about 30 seconds to come up with my list. And that list tonight is top five favorite female instrumentalists. I think we lost Jewel. <laughs> That's okay. So it looks like I'm going to start off here on my own with our top five female instrumentalists. And um didn't really make a difference what kind of music or, or what kind of instrument or nothing of that nature. It's just uh, it's a matter of some of our favorites and who I like. So 
I'm going to run down my list real quick. I'm going to start out with number five, uh, the female percussionist Sheila E. She was around a long time. Uh, excellent drum player. Um, you know, she worked with along the likes of Prince. Uh, she had her own solo stuff. Glamorous Life was a big song of hers. Just great stuff. Uh, Sheila E. is definitely one of my favorites. Number five. Number four, a two-time guest here on the Stoop Radio Show. A member of one of my favorite bands that we've met here through the show, the Glam Skanks. And it's Veronica Wicken, or as they call her in band V, guitarist for the Glam Skanks. Awesome, awesome guitarist. Got such a great stage presence, body movement, plays an awesome guitar. Absolutely love V. If you haven't checked them out before, they've been on our show a few times. Check out some archived episodes and check out the Glam Skanks. One of my favorites. That's number four for me. Number three is the multi-talented Alicia Keys. Uh, I love Alicia for so many reasons. She's beautiful. She has a terrific voice. Very talented. You can't help but love Alicia Keys, and she made number three. Number two, if you have never heard of this woman, go on YouTube and check her out. Um, It is Metal Cohen at number two. Drumming extraordinaire. She is just an amazing drummer. She plays through all the modern songs, hard rock stuff, metal stuff, rock stuff. It doesn't matter. She plays it all out. Metal Cohen is her name. It's M-E-T-Y-A-L Cohen. She's number two, and she is outstanding. If you've never seen her, check her out. And number one, my favorite, possibly my favorite female artist of any music genre of all time remains Nancy Wilson of Heart. Um, Love Nancy's guitar playing. I think Nancy is an awesome rock star and plays an outstanding guitar. And I love Heart. Always had big, big Heart fan. So, to me, Nancy's my number one. She always has been. She always will be. I love you, Nancy Wilson. If you're listening, that's awesome. <laughs> that's my top five. Thank you very much, Jewel. You uh, have relocated yourself. I see. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Not a problem. A little bit of technical difficulty, but we have Jewel back with us, and she's just in time to give us her top five favorite female instrumentalists. I'm I'm gonna go for it. Uh, number five, Susie Terrell from the E Street Band. Um, nice. She joined the band in 2002. She's a violinist. Um, yeah, she joined Bruce and them, and I have to say that was around the time of my first Bruce concert. So I have literally seen this woman with Bruce and the E Street Band um, at least like four times since then. And she's amazing. I mean, Bruce just, you know, he he just has nothing but great things to say about her. She's just an awesome violinist, and and she's amazing. And I love watching her perform, especially live. So that's number five. Um, Number four, Shannon Shaw. She's a bassist for Shannon and the Clans, and she's also the lead singer. And she is a powerhouse. I mean, she rips on the bass. Her vocals are amazing. And she's just, like, this force to be reckoned with. They're, like, one of my favorite new bands. And they're just, like, a classic 60s-sounding band with, like, a modern twist, like a punk. It's just a meld of greatness. And Shannon just leads it. And she's awesome on the bass. Um, Number three... Meg White, drummer from the White Stripes, but she is just cool without trying to be. And, you know, for a two-piece band, it sounds ridiculous, and she's just amazing and a legend 
in and of itself. Um, and then my top two, you know, have to be pianist because I just, I always was drawn to the piano. We've always had a piano in our house growing up, and I just, I can just sit and watch someone play the piano all day, all day long. So um, number two is Alicia Keys for me because when she came out, you know, I was in my teens, and, and you know, songs in A minor and Fallen, and she could play the piano and, and had the voice to back it, and she was just, like, so cool, and I still love her to this day, so she's definitely my number two. And number one, Tori Amos, she nice. is just magic. I love this woman. She's so like hauntingly crazy on the piano, and the way she puts together songs is just flawless and ridiculous. And I love her. And like her music, just it really just brings me to tears. And she does like a lot of great covers too, which reminds me of the Sons of Rock because they do so many great covers. So. Number one is definitely Tori Amos for me. That's a great list. Great list. Thanks. And you thought you couldn't do it. I told you you could do it. Yeah, yeah, you just have to think think about it. <laughs> so that's that's great stuff. I, I unfortunately I missed your number three. I don't know what happened there. Um, three, we'll go down the Meg White. White. Oh, yeah. I love Meg White, too. I, I didn't get her on my list. I love Meg White. So let's rehash uh, with our top five list. Number five uh, for me, Sheila E. Number four, uh, the amazing Veronica Wicken from Glam Skanks. The, as she's known as, the lead guitarist. Awesome. Number three uh, for me, also Alicia Keys. Number two, Metal Cohen. Number one, the amazing, the classic, legendary Nancy Wilson. Uh, Jewel came back with uh, Susie Terrell at number five. Number four, Shannon Shaw. Number three, Meg White. Number two, Alicia Keys. And number one, Tori Amos. That is an outstanding list. Thank you. Same you. <laughs> no, no, no. I thank you. Um, you know, my sister actually caught a drumstick from Sheila E. Did I ever tell you that? No, that's very <laughs> cool. talks about it all um, the time. That's very awesome. I saw her, um, God, I believe it was with Prince many years ago. Mm-hmm. That's insane. I love those multi-talented women. I mean, they're, uh, they're attractive and they also, uh, can play great music. It, you know, it's quite a show. And, and Sheila, he was always one of my favorites. I loved her growing up. Um, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of these are, uh, back in the day for me, um, some of them, you know, Metal Cohen's newer and Veronica Wicken, of course, is newer. But a little up and down. Memory Lane and then Modern Day and all kind of good stuff. Great list. Great stuff tonight. Yes. <laughs> Speak up. Don't be shy. <laughs> so, um, as you know, tonight we have Nina DiGregorio from Fems of Rock. Uh, their manager was nice enough to send us a ton of their stuff to play. So we're going to get right to some music. We're going to play something right away. Um, it is their cover of a very classic song, Eleanor Rigby. And I like it. It rocks really hard. And it's just outstanding. I love it. They had a video that came with it that I posted on uh, my Facebook page today. You can catch it on YouTube. Eleanor Rigby. This is going to be uh, the Fems of Rock 
song runs for about three minutes, so uh, we'll come back to you. Enjoy it right here on the Stoop Radio Show. We'll be back to you in a few minutes. Wow, just amazing. <laughs> Sounds like we're trying to get Jewel back again. The technical difficulty monsters have been attacking, but I think we got her back. Jewel, you back with us? Yes, I'm back. Here's my clap. clap. <laughs> you're double dipping, so you got to pause yourself on the other end. Yes. Are we good? <laughs> Good stuff. The audio here at Blog Talk Radio is flawless as always. But yeah, that was outstanding. Great, great stuff. Femmes of Rock. I tell you, I'm, I'm getting chills. I, like, I can't even wait to go see this show. And that right there is just a sample of some of the great stuff. They have, uh, they sent us a lot of stuff, I'm trying to make sure we can get it all in before the show. Um, they got an ACDC medley. 
They got a medley of The Who. They sent us Eleanor Rigby, and they sent us their version of Comfortably Numb. So I'll tell you what. Let's keep going. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. While we're working out some technical kinks, and we're all fired up right now, let's get their version of Pink Floyd's Comfortably Numb. It's about six and a half minutes, so it's going to run a little long. Uh, if Nina happens calling within that time, we'll cut it and get her on. If not, just enjoy it because it is so good. Um, sit back, kick back, relax. About six and a half minutes where it's comfortably numb. Fems of Rock right here on the Stoop Radio Show. We'll be back. Enjoy, everybody.
on the background too at the ending. Absolutely amazing. I am loving every inch of it. Sense of Rock, comfortably numb cover of Pink Fluid. I got so excited I can't even say it. (laughs) Cover (laughs) of the Pink Fluid classic, comfortably numb. You know, if I got less excitable and spoke a little slower, the words (laughs) would flow out just a little bit better. I'm so fired up. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so far of I can't stand it. Nina Di Gregorio, uh, the leader of Femmes of Rock, Bella Strings, the whole awesome, beautiful women playing violin franchise, is going to be our guest shortly. Hopefully, within like the next five to ten minutes, we'll be joined by her. A um, couple great pieces: Eleanor Rigby, uh, the Beatles classic, and Comfortably Numb, Pink Floyd classic. They they played it, the songs that we love, some of the best classic rock, and it's so awesome. Uh, their band that plays behind them is amazing. Their strings are amazing. Just awesome talent. Yes, I couldn't agree more. They truly do rock. I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited for tonight. Me too. Uh, they rock. They're the femmes of rock. Rock. And we love it. <laughs> rock. We're saying rock a lot. Rock, rock, the planet rock. Don't stop. A little rap for you there. We'll sneak that in. That's what we're going to have on our next show. The femmes of rap. No, I have no idea. I just made that up. <laughs> that idea kind of stinks. <laughs> I'll join the Not group. The... There you go. The Femmes of Rap. Jewel Tady, um <laughs> Missy Elliott, uh, Lil' Kim. Yeah. And Cardi and, uh, B. Uh, and Cardi B. The Femmes of right. Rap. <laughs> awesome. We're geniuses here at the Stoop Radio Show. Uh, I'll tell you who's not a genius, Jewel Tady. Another guy bites the dust. Uh, according to a story I just seen, apparently Jennifer Aniston is getting divorced again after two years of marriage. No, 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 no. No? Did I not see this story oh right? God, I love him. I met him. Justin? Justin uh, Thoreau. Justin uh, Timberlake there. Thoreau. <laughs> yeah, They're Justin Thoreau. I guess he's throwing himself out of her house. <laughs> but I'm... Oh, my God. I, I, That's I met him. comedy right there. Yeah? I met him in New York like two years ago for a leftovers event. He's super, super nice guy. Did you I throw love that show. <laughs> I did. We got a picture together. I <laughs> <laughs> that joke. I killed that joke real quick. Yeah, I mean, I read it yeah. today. Uh, I've seen the article a couple of times. You don't really know how true it is, but another guy bites the dust for Jennifer Aniston. Do you think it's them or do you think it's her? I don't know what that girl wants. <laughs> I, I mean, know. like Brad Pitt, Justin Theroux, like she's had cream of the crop here. Come on. I know what she's waiting for. She's oh. waiting for me. She's waiting for me. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I got to fill my wife in on that. She's not going to be happy when she hears it, but I know Jen Addison's waiting for me. And I appreciate that. Uh, let's stop all the discussion. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. The reason why we have come here tonight, something I am very excited for. Live from all the excitement at Disneyland, it sounds like Nina DiGregorio from Festival Rock. Nina, good evening. Hey there. That's correct. I am live from Disneyland right now. <laughs> Outstanding. Um, as much as I love to say that's awesome, you're actually the second one. So you're not the first, but we love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I, um, a friend of mine turned me on to your band months ago. I've been a huge fan ever since. We've been planning this for some time. 
Very, very excited to have you on. So thank you. And if you don't mind, we'll ask you some questions and uh, talk about the band and your career. Sure, no problem. Awesome. Um, the obvious question has to be right out of the gate. What got you into the violin? Well, I actually started playing violin by mistake. I uh, wanted to play the saxophone. My first choice in the fourth grade when they let you pick uh, was yes. first choice, tenor sax, second choice, alto sax, third <laughs> choice, berry sax. And the band director said I was too small and I wouldn't be able to carry it to the to the school bus. And they said, well, how about the violin? It's lighter. <laughs> and I said, well, all right. You know, I'm easy like Sunday morning. I'll play the violin then. And that's really how it started. That's, you know, pretty awesome. The small miracle. Yeah. I, yeah, definitely. Hi, Nina. Jewel here. Um, I, I just want to ask you. Hi. Uh, we see you play many instruments. Is is the violin obviously your favorite? Um, well, it's the instrument that I play the best, I think. I go through different phases. Every now and then I want to play something else. I go through a, a phase where I just want to play bass, and I'll go play bass in a band for a little while, and then I'll go back and I'll do violin things again. And I kind of go through phases with all the instruments I play. That's cool. It's very cool. Uh, I mean, <laughs> when you were younger and, and learning to play the violin, uh, did you ever imagine it could become something so big? And did you ever think you would turn it into something that rocks so much? No, I actually wanted to be a neurosurgeon my entire life up until wow. my first two years of college. I even took pre-med courses, and um, I ended up by chance getting offered a job to move to Las Vegas and perform in Wayne Newton's band, and I was like, well, wow. it wouldn't hurt to take a chance for a couple years, and 13 years later, here I am still. So, Good choice, I assume, right? <laughs> Yeah, it was a good choice. It was it was good. I mean, you know, I own my own business and uh, built it from the ground up, so I think it's been good for us. That's awesome. And uh, for our listeners who may not know, and uh, I hyped it up enough, you pretty much are the founder, the creator, and all this is kind of your brainchild. Um, kind of a, a scary thing or just something you knew you can roll with? Um, no, I think I've always kind of been – Doing that sort of thing from the time I was young, I was writing arrangements for a quartet I put together when we were 11 years old, and uh, I've kind of been doing it for a while. The business stuff was a little bit harder. I, I you know, I had to learn along the way. No one really teaches you that stuff. So sure. I, I would say that that having to learn the business side of it was much harder than having to run the music side, for sure. Makes sense. That's awesome. Um. We also heard that uh, your music has been compared to Jimi Hendrix if he learned the violin. Um, what kind of ego boost does that give you? <laughs> well, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, obviously whenever somebody comes to one of our shows and they tell me, oh, you sound just like so-and-so when you solo, it's always a huge, huge compliment, especially like someone says Jimi Hendrix or when someone says Terry Kath from Chicago because they're two of my, you know, guitar idols that... I'm always sure. super flattered whenever someone says I, I solo like one of them. That's awesome. That's awesome. My, my family says I'm the uh, Howard Stern of Internet Radio. I don't know if that's a compliment. <laughs> I don't know if that's good. <laughs> um, Hopefully you got you better have, hair. Uh, I've had no hair. i got a shaved head. So <laughs> that works out. It's actually a lot easier. So. Um, so you've collaborated with so many great acts. I've been reading through and, you know, some of the names – uh, the Killers, which I love, Beyonce, Deep Purple, uh, Wayne Newton, as you said, Charlie Daniels, and the list goes on and on. 
how exciting is it to have these big names reach out to you and say, hey, we want we want you to join up and, and play some music with us? Well, it's, um, you know, depending on who it is, sometimes it's fun, sometimes it's intimidating, and sometimes it's a breeze. So, I mean, probably the most nervous I ever was was performing with David Foster because obviously his reputation precedes himself. Uh, he really knows what he's doing, and you better be on the ball when you play in his band. So, so that was probably the most nerve-wracking. What are uh, what are some of your favorites? Um, I loved playing with Cheap Trick and Deep Purple because they're two of my favorite classic rock bands, and all of the guys in the band were very laid back and very cool, and the music was very cool, and, and they were really fun experiences. Excellent. Um, did you ever uh, think about covering not just classic rock but other other popular types of music genres? Um. Not really, because whenever anybody does something that's not really authentic or who they are or what they like, people can always tell, kind of. And I think that mm-hmm. when people see my show, they can tell that I authentically grew up listening to classic rock guitar players. And I feel mm-hmm. like if I were to start playing top 40 music in the show, that people would just see right through it and see that I was faking it until I made it, which you can do and you have to do sometimes. Oh, you know, the more styles of music you play, the more chance you have to, to make money. But for our show, for the thing where people are actually buying tickets, I want the fans to have an authentic experience, which is why I do the music that I love. Terrific. Did you ever, did you ever feel like that, like, on, on tour with anyone? Like, oh, i got to play this song with this person, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's a little bit different because when you're on tour with a different artist, you, you don't have your own artistry anymore, really. What you're doing is you're taking your talents and you're lending them to their brand and what they what they need you to be. So you, you mold into a look that they need you to have, and, and you mold into a sound that they need you to have. And so I always saw it more of, of acting. It's like getting a new role in a new movie, depending on what artist you're with. Obviously, we're going to look and sound differently when we play with the Beyonce than we are when we play with Andrea Bocelli. So uh, I never quite viewed it the same way. It was more like I was my, ta- my talents were being hired to work with them and to mold to their image. Right, right. That's awesome. That's an excellent answer too. That I love that. Um, so, in in playing it, we played two of your songs already. Uh, we played Eleanor Rigby, which I love the song and I love the video, and we played uh, Comfortably Numb. Now, what's the process behind sitting down, listening to that music, and saying, "Yeah, this is a violin kind of song. We could do this here," because in listening it in the beginning without seeing the video, it's hard to know which is violin and which is guitar. That's how great it is. Uh, what kind of thought process right. goes and what songs you pick? Uh, sometimes it's funny. It's, it's actually kind of an art form in itself, knowing which songs will sound good on string instruments, because not all of them do. And also not having a vocalist, because we sing a little bit in the show, but we have no lead singer, per se, that's going to sing every verse of every song. And so if a, if a piece of music has a really repetitive uh, melody or, uh, or repetitive note motion, it won't usually sound good on violin when there's no lyrics involved. So I try to pick things that are highly melodic or... Anything that sounds really good soloing on a guitar will pretty much sound really good soloing on a violin. Uh, with Eleanor Rigby, we played the original Eleanor Rigby so many times as a classical string quartet in our career that we really just wanted to put a twist on it and make it different. And with Comfortably Numb, that was kind of just the tip of the cap to one of my favorite guitar players. Awesome. So um, who are some of your other favorite uh, inspirations or artists that you know, made you the musician you are today? 
Well, my first uh, major inspiration was the Beatles. My first love, John Lennon. I mean, huge, huge inspiration made me want to do what I do. And uh, when I got to college, I was really influenced by Bob Dylan. His music really moved me. And and then after college, I discovered the Beach Boys' Pet Sounds, and I learned what an amazing... Uh, com- composer and arranger Brian Wilson was, and it totally blew my mind. And I actually got to meet him and work with him a few years back. And getting oh, wow. to meet and work with one of your heroes like that was was something. And I would say, you know, those those three artists were huge influences on me along the way. That is uh, that's huge. I am such a huge fan. We always debate about Beatles and Beach Boys. And I always praise Pet Sounds. Huge Brian Wilson fan. So that's very exciting. I thank you for sharing that with us. Um, so let's get a little bit into your personal life. When you're not playing, you know, when you're not playing music, you're a mom, you're a wife, you're a, uh, you're a well-schooled master musician. You got master's degrees, bachelor's degrees, all that, uh, and you also keep yourself in great shape. How do you find all the time? Like, what does a day in the life of Nina consist of? How do you fit all this into one day? Well, with a not even two-year-old at home, it pretty much consists of just not sleeping. I mean, seriously, <laughs> if I get three or four hours a night, I'm very, very lucky. Uh, I mean, I'll. I, we have uh, we have help with, with the baby during the day, and I, I'll go write music, and it'll be nonstop. It's like you work like it's your craft and it's your job. Like you have a deadline, and you just have to hit it, and there's there's no time to dawdle. It's just got to be chop, chop all the time. And uh, coffee, coffee helps for sure. <laughs> coffee, absolutely. <laughs> the drink of champions oh. when, you're, uh, when you're on the go. Um, I, I got to ask, what made you come up with this idea? I mean, the idea to me is genius. Uh, you get beautiful women on stage leading in violins. You get a rock band behind you and you play classic rock. Um, where'd this idea come from? Did you see something that made you think of this or did you just feel, Hey, I know I can do this. I'm sure there's other women that can do it. Let's give it a go. Well, when I was really young, all I knew was that I wanted to write the songs that I love listening to as arrangements for the instrument that I played, which was violin. And so I would take Aerosmith and Beatles, and I think some of my early songs were Chicago arrangements and Led Zeppelin arrangements, and I'd write them for, for acoustic string quartet, and we were kids, 13, 14, 15 years old. And then sure. later, I think when I was maybe in high school, the, the electric string quartet Bond became popular, and they had a bunch of singles out and some music videos that were really impressive, and we had never really seen or dealt with electric instruments before that point. Now, they played different styles of music that weren't really my style for how I wanted to perform, but they certainly took the electric string quartet and made it made it more accessible and made it more mainstream. And after that, I ended up with a Yamaha endorsement, uh, got the electric yes. quartet of instruments together, and took all those charts that I had been writing since I was a young young child and uh, and put the group together. Awesome. That's so amazing. Um, I, I just have to ask, did any of like the bands that you have covered, any of the members or, or reps reach out to you and, and praise you for the work that you already, already have done? I'm sorry, can you repeat that one more time? I lost um, you for one second. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, have any of the bands or any of their members reached out and complimented your work? Well, I've actually met quite a few of the members of Chicago, had lunch with Robert Lamb once and met um, a bunch of them backstage. And, uh, you know, the guitar player took a look at my transcription when I was young of Terry Cass guitar solo, and he's like, man, I don't think I've heard anyone play it this way since Terry. And Danny Serafin, the original (laughs) drummer from Chicago, he told me the same thing. He said he's never heard someone play it this way since Terry. And so that was really, really a great feeling for some of the the band members to, to give me those compliments. Now, I don't know if this is true, but I heard through a grapevine 
from a sound technician in Detroit who also sound teched Robert Plant that he had heard my version of Cashmere and loved it. But I don't know if that's true. Oh. I can't verify it. But in my mind, wow. I'd like to believe that it's true. So, <laughs> damn. That is, uh, that's probably my favorite song, and I absolutely love the way you that you girls play it. So if that's true, that is massive. And I'm a massive Zeppelin fan. I love your cover of it. Um, so speaking of Chicago, um, you're going to be coming into our area March 18th. You're playing the Excite Center at Parks Casino, uh, which is literally just a few minutes from me and Joel here right outside of Philadelphia. Uh, Chicago played there and opened up, and they played to a sellout crowd. Um, you know, we plan on being there. We're going to be there to check you guys out. Give us an idea Great. of what – Give us an idea what the people can expect from a Femmes of Rock show. Like, what goes on? What can we expect? Uh, you know, how does it play out? Because we're really anxious. We're well, dying to check it out. It is a it is a really hard-hitting rock show. It's not like you're going to expect the violins. You're going to see Mozart and Beethoven. Nothing like that. It's no different than going <laughs> to see Deep Purple or Ozzy or, or any of your favorite hard rock, classic rock artists. Uh, we have a band behind us. We have the girls who are very high energy. When you close your eyes and you hear us play, you think you're listening to guitar players. Really nice. Like I said, when you listen to some of the cuts we played, it it's hard to determine the violin and guitar, which is awesome because it just sounds so chock full of energy, and I love it. I love listening to everything. I love the videos uh, and everything. Um, are there any shows out there, like let's say you had to pick something, I don't know, be it the Super Bowl or something like that. Is there anything like major that you want to do in your life one time with this band? Uh, well, I always said that I would retire if I ever had the chance to perform with Paul McCartney. So I guess that's my, ah. you know, tip top of the the mountain right there. Like if I play with Paul, there's nothing else I could even do in my career at that point. So I'm out. <laughs> that's it. I'll go be a zookeeper. <laughs> Uh, that's great that's pretty great um so tell us a little bit of the difference uh for the fans out there because people will look at you and and check you out and they'll see uh bella strings and femmes of rock um explain to us the difference of the two because i see a lot of different artists that play with you on and off with these bands so it's kind of similar i like to tell people like the cirque du soleil brand Cirque du Soleil is the brand name of a collective that produces many different shows. Some of them are water-themed, some are sand-themed, some are Beatles-themed, some are Michael Jackson-themed. So Bella Strings is kind of our brand name, which is uh, the collective of electric violinists that we employ. And the Femmes of Rock is the name of our production show that's specifically geared toward rock music. We actually have one that's also disco-related, which isn't called Femmes oh, of Rock. Wow. So. <laughs> That I got to say, that's interesting. We were kind of, before we got you on, we were playing around with things. I said, Femmes of Rap, and, you know, now there's Femmes of Disco. But that's right. Femmes of Rock, yeah, Femmes of Rock is definitely the show for us. That's one we're, we're definitely dying to see. Um, so let's get down to Nitty Gritty. Uh, you know, obviously, you check people out on Facebook when you have them coming on the show. And I see that you call yourself the maker of Sunday sauce. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you're... Big Cookie, uh, the Italian in you. Tell us a little bit about your, your recipes. Yep. I know there's I'm, a, there's a New York style it's, Italian. I'm full-blooded Italian, and I actually have the rest of the Femmes here with me now, and they will tell you how much they enjoy my sauce and meatballs. Hang on. Oh, it's so good. It's the best. Wow. Delish. Better. <laughs> sauce and meatballs. They've They've been over for the Sunday sauce. Wow. I'd like to get over some time for the Sunday sauce. I'm jealous now. I'm 100% Italian myself. Um, I cheat a little bit when it comes to my sauce. My meatballs, of course, is a classic beef, pork, and veal. Uh, 
But I was right, when I saw that, I, I had to ask. Absolutely had to ask you about that. You know, you got your New York Italians, you got your Philadelphia Italians, there's a little headbutting there, but that's absolutely awesome. Um, so, uh, like I said, where do you see the future? How much bigger can the Fems of Rock get, and how much bigger are you trying to get? What are you reaching for? Well, I think that, you know, um, ideally we'd like to be touring on the Trans Siberian Orchestra type level, have a couple different crews going nice. out. You know, we'll have one based in Vegas, maybe doing a headlining show. We'll have one uh, one touring uh, on the East Coast, one on the West Coast, maybe one international. We already have over 30 girls on our roster that, that are trained to perform with the Bella Strings. So uh, so the goal is to just make the production as big as possible and to and to touch as many audience members as possible because so many children come to our shows who are maybe thinking about quitting the violin because they're just at that age when it's not cool anymore. And then they see our show and they tell me, you know, I'm going to go home and practice again. And so it's really nice when we hear that. That's so cool. Yeah, that's got to be great to to reach out to the young stars and and the the young players. And that's what I was thinking. I'm like, you know, you've you've taken the violin and you've made it so impressive. The music that you play is great and, and the look is great. So, you, you know, you'll get a lot more kids in the violin and that's, that's awesome. Did you ever, uh, do you teach music? Do you ever dream of teaching music? I used to teach when I was uh, a little bit younger, but as the organization grew, the, the company Bella Entertainment Group that I run, it became increasingly difficult for me to be able to fit it into my schedule. And so, I stopped teaching when I couldn't give the students, you know, 100% of my time and energy sure. anymore at that point. It's awesome. Um, any great touring stories, anything wild or crazy happened to you that you really can't believe that you want to share that's happened while you're out on the road? Oh, there's quite a few crazy touring <laughs> stories. I mean, hey, girls, what do you think our craziest touring story is? The, the craziest one. Oh, yeah. Probably the first time we went to the Northeast, we were doing a tour and we played a date in Long Island and we had to get to Rhode Island from Long Island. And we just had the Google Maps on our rental car and we drove. And then all of a sudden the map ended and it was the ocean. And we're like, well, where do we go now? There's like a post and sand and and it's the water. I'm like, so we're supposed to drive through the ocean to get to Rhode Island. We didn't realize there's a ferry and you put your car on the ferry. We just sat there for a good you know, 30 minutes, like, okay, Google Maps just took us to the end of the world. Now, well, now what do we do? And we realized <laughs> later that you have to go get on this ferry, and we almost missed the show. But that that was definitely a good, a good, crazy story. That's great. We we love it. We always like to ask that question. Uh, it makes people laugh, and we always like to find out what goes on on the road. Um, so uh, your band members, um, one of your band members is also your manager, your drummer, Michael. Um, right. He was, he's been great. He's been helping us out uh, getting this together, and we really appreciate his help, too. How integral is the rest of the band? Is it the same traveling band everywhere you go, or do you mix up musicians? Well, everyone has uh, – every, every chair in the group is a couple people deep because we're very busy. Sometimes we'll have two or three shows in the same night in different parts of the, the world going on. Um, but everyone is very important, especially our first call cast. And our bass player is actually a local boy. He's uh, native to the Philadelphia area. He teaches at a wow. college out there. Uh, his name's Michael Kelly. So I know he's got a lot of family and friends coming coming to the performance. And our guitar player, John Wiedemeyer, he's probably the best guitar player I've ever heard or played with in my life. And I've played with, like, the best of the best. So he's he's worth the price of admission right there. Wow. Some big Very props cool. and 
and Philly props, which we love. You definitely tickled us there with that because we love uh, promoting Philly. And we honestly cannot wait to have you come out to our area. Uh, again, for those of you listening, March 18th, it's a Sunday night. The Femmes of Rock are going to be playing the XL Center at Park Casino. If you don't have your tickets yet, get them because they're selling fast. We plan on being there. We absolutely can't wait. Uh, our very special guest tonight, Nina DiGregorio. Nina, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to come on. Can we have you back on again sometime soon? Oh, definitely. Just just let me know when. And I hope to meet you all in person at the show in March. Oh, we're going to try to. We're gonna awesome. reach out to and, <laughs> yeah, we're going to reach out to Michael and smooth a little bit and hopefully uh, – just say a quick hello. Like I said, it's right around the corner from us, so we'll definitely be in that area. And we look so forward to it. Great. The music is awesome. The band is awesome. You do a great job. Congratulations on your success, and we can't wait to see you in March. Thank you so much. Uh, go, sure, Thanks go enjoy your trip. Thank you so much. All right. Good Thank night. You. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Night. Oh, terrific. I have been, I've been dying for that interview, and it was even better than I thought. Uh, very articulate, very smart, great answer. She really knows the ins and outs of her business and, and her music and her, and her trade. Fantastic. Nina DiGregorio, ladies and gentlemen, the Fems of Rock, a uh, couple websites, www.femsofrock.com, www.bellastrings.com. That's Bella, B-E-L-L-A, strings.com. You can check out some great music. Go on to YouTube, search Fems of Rock. You can see some of our live performances so awesome. Absolutely just great stuff. And like I said, again, for the locals, we've got a lot of local listeners. March 18th, Parks Casino in Ben Salem, the Excite Center. They're going to be rocking it. They are going to be killing it. That show is going to blow the roof off that place. It's new. The Excite Center, fairly new still. And they're right off Chicago, one of her favorite bands. Open that place up. And it's, man, we're, we're stoked. We think Joel was stoked. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited, and they're really bringing in great acts. I'm so excited to see. Um, oops, sorry, sorry about that. Um, yeah, I'm so excited to see them there, and it's just going to be great. I'm just, I'm really just thrilled. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, and she mentioned maybe she'll, uh, yeah, we'll get to meet up. That'd be awesome. I'd love to meet them. And I said Michael, their manager and drummer, Nina, who's awesome. Um, That'd be great stuff. Uh, obviously, after my little intro video, I'm sure Michael's going to say, don't drink with this guy because I've seen him hitting tequila and beer. <laughs> but <laughs> it's all in good fun. It's all in good fun here at the Stoop Radio Show. We like to enjoy some cocktails. It's kind of like we're hanging out at a bar with these people. And um, Nina apparently has uh, tremendous sauce and meatballs. I'm jealous. Well, you know, I, I, need, I need some <laughs> turkey meatballs <laughs> uh, two nights ago. Because I was working yeah. Valentine's Day, so I had to, I had to make the big, you know, healthy meatball dinner <laughs> on Tuesday. But they turned out good. Anyone would have liked them. People don't. People stray away from turkey meat, but it was good. Trust me. <laughs> nah, me and Nina already talked about it. It's, it's uh, <laughs> beef, pork, and veal for making meatballs the right way. And she's full blooded Italian, so she she had me. She got me at that. You know, full blooded Italian. You know, Sunday sauce and meatballs and Fens of Rock and I gotta get invited to one of them. That that sounds awesome. <laughs> it's like my right up my alley. Um so Valentine's Day just passed yesterday. Happy Valentine's Day to all the lovers out there and even if you don't love anybody, happy Valentine's Day to you anyway, because that's the way I like to play it. Uh we went out last night, me and the wife went downtown. Old City Philadelphia, these are one of my absolute favorite restaurants, Zento, uh at one thirty two Chestnut Street. Um 
My good friend Darren Piccarella uh, owns a place. My friend Christian is the uh, the manager there. Took very good care of us last night. The food is outstanding. Apparently, it is a jewel. It is a regular dining place for one Jason Kelsey. How do you like that? No way. Oh yeah, I told him the next time Kelsey shows up, you call me. Oh I will my race down god. There. If you hum it yeah. down ninety five, yeah, you can get there in about twenty minutes if you really rip I'll be down right 95. behind you. You better let me know, because I'll be right back. Oh, my God. That's so cool. That uh, picture I post on Facebook, a lot of Nick Foles, that's where I met Foles originally, too, at that same restaurant. Oh. Um, when he, his first yeah, his first tour in town, and he was there with uh, Matt Barkley and uh, another former Eagle, and they were dining upstairs, and we happened to go upstairs and see them, and very nice, very kind, took pictures and everything, but they say Kelsey's a regular. Uh, Kenyon Barner was there the other night, so... Um, if you want to see some of your favorite eagles, you want to have delicious sushi, great cocktails, and have just a great experience. Again, Zento, 132 uh, South Chestnut Street. No, they didn't pay me for this ad. I'm just doing it because I love the food there, and we had a great time last night. And, Christian, I know you said sometimes you listen when you get the chance. If you're listening tonight, thank you for an awesome job last night and an awesome meal. You definitely made it worthwhile, and I just want to give a shout-out to you guys. Uh, what, did, uh, what did Valentine's Day consist of for you, Joy? I know you said you were working. Is that correct? I had to work and watch all the lovers paint, but um, oh. last night was actually my first night that I got to teach how to paint. So it was really, really, <laughs> it was so <laughs> nerve wracking because I'm on the microphone, but I'm on the microphone in a like, totally different way on stage, in front of people, sober. I can hear my own voice. It was very, um, I, I had a mini panic attack, but it all went well. And, um, yeah, me and Mike celebrated. We we had our day. And, um, yeah, so uh, we we celebrate love every day. We don't need a day. But, no, we will go out tomorrow, and uh, maybe we'll hit up that sushi place because I would like to meet Jason Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> Kels, I said, you know, if that guy walks through the door and somebody catches him walking in, the crowds are just going to flood. Um yeah. yeah, it's very good. If you're a sushi fan, I, I highly recommend it. The food is outstanding. Um, like I said, Kelsey goes there. A lot of celebrities have been through there. Um, Mark Ruffalo played the Incredible Hulk. Uh, Danica oh. McKellar, who uh, who's played Winnie on uh, Wonder Years. Um, Eagles, Foles, Kelsey, uh, Kenyon Barner. So you yeah, get their little mix of celebs in town. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, nice, nice, chic little place. Um, definitely worthwhile. So, if you can, check it out. I, I'm not a big fan of sushi, though. <laughs> really? I don't like you anymore. No, I'm kidding. I'm I, I tried kidding. it. I really tried. And I only tried, like, when someone recommended it and said, this is great sushi, because that's the only way I'll try, like, new seafood. Um, but I'm not a fan. Maybe I didn't have the right sauce or something, but I don't know. It, You know, there's a lot of varieties, and what I usually – steer people to is the specialty rolls because they'll mix a few things in one um we had uh one that's called the mexican roll it's actually like a flour tortilla roll instead of like your usual um rice and what have you and it's like a white fish and they put a little um mango salsa on top it's, it's awesome this great stuff and uh you know we had the, the tuna tuna's pretty easy they have a nice crunchy spicy tuna so it all depends on what you get i don't try everything i'm picky yeah that that doesn't sound appetizing. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Well, you know, uh, what was appetizing was the dessert. It was um, 
tempura and green tea gelato. Oh. Jewel, when I tell you, it, it makes your right leg shake. It gives you the quivers. It does. It's phenomenal. Um, we've gotten it there before. It used to come in a little bowl. Uh, but now they make it with the tempura in a big dish. And a couple next to us had it. And my wife's just staring at it. And the girl's like, oh, yeah, it, it's good. <laughs> so we oh, definitely man. had some of that. It was awesome. And a couple of nice little cool. cocktails. Yeah, it's good stuff. You know, it's, I'm always into trying different stuff. And uh, I'm a fan. But um, first Valentine's Day as an engaged couple. Did it seem like, meh? No, I'm talking about you. It just seemed like, eh. I know. (laughs) No, it's it's so crazy. Because I'm at work now. I'm like, oh, yeah, my boyfriend. No, no, he's not my boyfriend. Um, No, it's really really exciting. And uh, last night we actually talked about planning. And that's super, it's not like nerve-wracking at all. It's it's pretty exciting. So um, we're just getting excited. We're thinking about having it relatively soon so it's fine that's great planning is definitely exciting uh it does get nerve-wracking near the end because you'll realize that you swear you're on top of it and then with about three weeks zero, you're like oh my god it's three weeks away we have nothing ready and then all of a sudden <laughs> one of you i'm not going to mention who the female turns into like a dragon <laughs> and the man can say nothing right the man could build a church in his backyard to hold a wedding in <laughs> and she'll pull out one brick that's misplaced and the whole thing will tumble down no i mean but it, it's fun and it's funny because we, like... look back, we look back at our memories and we actually planned uh our wedding as far as getting the place together uh valentine's day two years ago so we sat down that day and we made arrangements at the restaurant and um Maggio's where we held our reception. The uh, the manager of the place took care of us for breakfast and drinks, and uh, it was a great day. So Valentine's Day has a lot of special memories for me and the and the missus. This was our first Valentine's Day as a married couple. Oh, oh, thank you. I treated her to a gift card to a hand and stone massage. Wanted her to uh, pick a day, go out there, relax, get the works. Uh, my um, Sister-in-law got her some gift cards today recently as well, so she's got she's got some money stocked up to go make a day of it over the hands. Very nice. Yeah, she deserves <laughs> it. She's worth it. I'm gonna say it right here on the show to our hundreds, our thousands, our tens of thousands of listeners, whoever else tunes into the show. Uh, Femmes of Rock fans, we apologize, but yeah, my wife worth my wife is worth it. Oh, <laughs> that's so nice. Thank you. Yeah, I say that now. I'll go upstairs and. Scream at her later. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so that was uh, great stuff tonight. And thank you once again to Nina DiGregorio from Friends of Rock. Uh, we're going to do a little talk. We're going to do some topics, and then maybe uh, we'll uh, kick in one of those medleys, ACDC uh, or The Who. And uh, we'll think about that. We'll take a couple minutes while we talk about topics, and we'll get back to that. I'm going to let Jewel pick which medley she chooses to hear because I'm hoping she's going to pick ACDC. Anyway... <laughs> I read this earlier today, and it's very funny how me and Jewel have gotten to be so much on the same page. I read this topic, and I'm like, I've got to discuss this tonight on the show. And then Jewel Bingo emailed it to me and said, let's talk about this. McDonald's, ladies and gentlemen. Who doesn't love McDonald's? Now, before we get to the McDonald's, before we get to the story, Jewel, I'm going to ask you Mm -hmm. a question. I ask this Mm -hmm. of everybody, and everybody says this is a great question. When you're in a mood for like a cheeseburger, 
Like you want mm-hmm. a good cheeseburger. You go to McDonald's or do you go like a lot of places else? Like would you go to like a, a Red Robin or a cheeseburger cheeseburger or something like that if you wanted a good cheeseburger? No, yeah, absolutely. I I despise McDonald's. I would much rather if I'm going to eat a burger, which is rare, I'll go to like a, a good burger joint. Like Red Robin's fine. That's a good burger joint. And um, yeah, I I I totally I hate McDonald's so much. Man, that hurts. Here, I love the egg McMuffin, definitely. But and here's the thing I always tell people, and everybody says, you know what, you're right. If you're in the mood for a cheeseburger, just a good cheeseburger, you're not going to be like, let's go to McDonald's. I got a hanger for a good cheeseburger. You have to be in the mood for McDonald's. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like, let's get a cheeseburger and go to McDonald's. It's, I'm going to get McDonald's. <laughs> and then you go and get it. So there's a big difference. The uh, reason why I'm saying this, the good people at McDonald's have decided in a move to make children eat healthier and bring on a health movement, that the cheeseburger will no longer be available in a Happy Meal. You can only get a cheeseburger in a... Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You're killing me. That cute little daughter of yours, you're going to cave when she says, Mommy, I want a cheeseburger. Um, only by special request can you get a cheeseburger in a Happy Meal. It will no longer be made available as one of the standards. Um, you know, for some children, the, the changes may make Happy Meals a little less happy but they'll make a little more nutritious. Would this help childhood obesity at all? I mean, do you think it makes a difference? You know what? Like I said, I despise McDonald's, but sometimes it's just unavoidable, especially being a parent who has to travel a lot with their young child. All they want is a damn Happy Meal. So sometimes you got the keys (laughs) and give the kid a damn (laughs) Happy Meal. Oh, a damn Happy Meal. But you know what? I'd much rather go to Wendy's who has, like, real chicken, real white meat chicken. Um, And that's all my daughter eats anyway. Like, she's three and a half. She's not asking for a cheeseburger. Like, she wants the chicken nuggets. Um, But my complaint with McDonald's is I don't think they're going to lower the price. They're going to cut the food in half. They're going to do, you know, less chicken nuggets, less fries. And and it's still going to be $7 for a Happy Meal. Did you know that? Because Wendy's is like Wendy's is like 2.99 for a kids meal and McDonald's is like stick something. That's ridiculous because you get like no. a better toy, I guess. McDonald's and, and has killer toys. Killer toys. They do. I know. And, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of the internet and quick contact, uh, we're talking about this, and uh, my wife just informed me that their French fries are awesome. And they are. McDonald's has the greatest French fries. I think they're made with crack. There's going to be crack in there somewhere because they're absolutely positively addictive. <laughs> what? Stop. Burger King has probably the they worst are. French fries. You are killing nope. me here. McDonald's has Wendy the Wendy's has the worst fries. <laughs> Wendy's fries used to be great. They used to be thicker, fatter, like a square fry. I don't know, but they're now they're like a mush ball of lousy potato cutting stuff. And McDonald's are, are those like potato sticks. That's mm, what they remind me of. So good. <laughs> Their shoelace fries oh, are awesome. Grease. Mm, Chick-fil-A. Mm. Chick-fil-A's king, okay? Chick-fil-A's good everything. Chick-fil-A's waffle fries are disgusting. I do like Chick-fil-A, but their waffle fries are gross. Mm-hmm. You know what's going on right there? While you were talking about the McDonald's French fries, or the, the grease and the and the salt. Do you ever get that real bad itch and somebody itches it for you and you're like, oh, oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. That's what it's doing. Like, you're itching my scratch for French fries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of like when so you pet good. your dog and, it, and his tail wags. Yeah. <laughs> that whole French fry thing had me going on. Um, cracks me up. You know, my wife informs me she's listening, and she told me I would never scream at her. She's right, because she would kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> my wife is back to um, – oh, God, I forgot the name of it. She's back at the uh, the weightlifting, um, the workout thing. CrossFit? That I forgot. CrossFit. Oh my God! Thank you. What happened? Back at CrossFit. <laughs> she was she was dominating at CrossFit before and cut off it a little bit. It's my fault. I'm a bad influence. I don't work out. I eat lousy. I talk her into you know Saturdays where I want to go to the gym. I want to go to the bar, and I make the poor girl sit at the bar. Um, <laughs> she's been at it. Back again. She's a little sore. Just got back in it, but she's a beast. You got to see her lifting them weights, man. I'm I'm proud of her, and I know she's listening. Awesome. I'm not just telling her, not just telling her because she's listening. I'm proud of her. She really. No, that's awesome. It is. Motivation. That can, yeah, I know, right? I need a little motivation. You drink more beer. <laughs> <laughs> she does the uh, CrossFit, and I do 12 ounce lifts right here in the uh, studio. Got oh, a powerful yeah. form. The most, the most powerful form in the business. Yeah, that's you have to try says. a little bit. You know, it's usually when you do it together because we've been on a health kick since Shh, the new year. And he, he's, <laughs> he's like beating me, though. And I'm the one. I'm the one that usually exercises every day. And he's over here doing push ups and sit ups. He's like putting me to shame. So I feel our pain about being sore, though, because my sister's like muscle person and she she ripped me at the gym the other day it hurts <laughs> i can imagine so I, i've got this new little thing that we're going to do because like i said me and jewel live you know fairly close to one another and uh mike and, and cashier significant others we've all hung out we've been together we've been to the house party the whole nine yards so we're going to do this we're going to have a um, little challenge we're going to send mike and cassie to the gym and me and jewel are going to go to the bar and we're going to see who lasts longer Okay. <laughs> I'm down for that it's challenge. A, uh, it's a throwdown showdown. Uh, we are going to uh, do 12-ounce lifts for several hours, and we're going to let them do their CrossFit, and we'll see who feels better in the morning. I bet it's us. You know what, though? It's like I'm going out, and I'm drinking that night. I feel so much better if I worked out that day. Like you don't get as hungover. You feel better. You drink more water. It's all blah, good. blah, blah. <laughs> Beer has water in it. No. <laughs> yeah. You know it's a bad uh, day yeah. if all you drink is coffee and beer. <laughs> wake or up the next like morning like, ow. Or as I like to call it, every day. <laughs> yeah. I drink a lot of coffee. Um, I like drinking beers on show nights and weekends. Uh, I love my coffee. I have at least three or four cups a day. Um, but I have a window. I drink coffee from the time I wake up until noon, and then I'll stop. And then after I eat dinner around 6, 7 o'clock on, and I'll stop. So I have coffee patterns. And it's beer from then on out. Mm, beer. I love beer. Shop. I love you, beer. And tequila. Yeah, tell me what happened to me tonight. But the uh, Breaking Bad um, Beaker Shot Glass, highly recommend. You like that, huh? I highly recommend. Speaking of Breaking Bad. Yeah? <laughs> there's a meth lab in the casino we were going to get to. <laughs> I know you told me that there's a meth lab at the Tropicana Casino. Do you have a little more elaboration on the story that you uh, brought to my attention? No, there was a fire. <laughs> a fire caused by. Wow. 
You Come know what? It's such a shame because the the Tropicana is like the only place doing well down in Atlantic City. My poor, poor Atlantic so. City. <laughs> oh my God! We just went down there for uh, to get engaged uh, like two weekends ago, and yes. it's such a ghost town. It's very sad anymore. My Taj Mahal's gone, where we used to get yeah. seats all the time, and the showboat's gone, Revel's gone, like all these really cool places that we used to hang out and memories and everything and they're just gone and the only saving grace for Atlantic City is the Tropicana which is amazing I mean they have car mines in there great Italian food they have they have like two clubs they have sports bars and it's just it's really really fun and like I thought classy but now there's like a freaking meth lab (laughs) causing (laughs) fires and and ruining people's time. So, uh, pretty bad. That just cracked me up when you said they're the only casino doing good. I guess so. Come get your meth. Come get yeah. your meth and gamble with your life <laughs> and then gamble with your money. It's a beautiful thing. It's a double-edged sword. <laughs> Speaking of Atlantic City, this is coming up about a month from now. And this is when Atlantic City explodes. The Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival. Ooh. Talk to you about this, Jewel. You and Mike have got to make a trip. If not this year, next year, whatever. We we go with a group. we got a group going this year, probably about 10 of us. Uh, we're taking the afternoon session. It's at the convention center. Uh, it's about 16 hours to get in, but it's worth it. They give you a little four-ounce mug, and there's hundreds of breweries, and you just sit there and you just pound beer all day long. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, we took the afternoon session this year, Saturday. I believe it's March 24th at noon. Check this out. Not only are you going to be there drinking beer uncontrollably, not only am I going to be there wearing my kilt again for another straight year, but you know who the musical guest is going to be at the noon session? None other than the 80s ska band, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Oh! I am, oh, I am stupid excited. I can't even stand it. Oh, my God. Can I be invited? Because we want to go. Grab tickets. I think tickets are still available. They're 60 bucks a piece. More strange uh, huh? Yeah, a few of us uh, have gotten rooms. We're, we're sharing a room. I don't know if you guys are interested in getting a room, but we got a room. Uh, but I, you got to kind of get a room because you go to the noon session. You are annihilated by 4 o'clock when the thing ends. And then you scramble back to your hotel room. You sleep it off for about four hours. And then you go to a nice uh, – I can't remember the name of that Italian restaurant. Um, it's going to come to me. Anyway, there's a beautiful Italian restaurant we usually go to for dinner afterwards. But I'm telling you, put it on your calendar. Try and get down with us. It is – an incredible time, and it's thousands of people drinking beer. You're thinking it's a fight fest? No, people are, are very cool, down to earth, all there for the same reason, trying beers. There's lines, but it's not pushing. There's not shoving. There's no nonsense. Tons of great breweries. A big stage where, like I said, the Money Money Ballstones are playing. There's food stands. They got a bacon stand with all kind of bacon, bacon on a stick, uh, beef jerky. It is incredible. It's one of the greatest events you'll ever be to. I recommend it. Oh, my God. That's so awesome. And I definitely wanted to go to an event like that this year because we never make it to any of those kinds of things. And when we, we went down like two weeks weekends ago, we went to this. It's called the Irish Pub. And it's open at yeah. like 4 o'clock in the morning. It was the coolest place ever. I'm like, how did I not know about this little gym in the rough? <laughs> but uh, there's just so many cool places to go, like after hours and stuff down there. So, yeah, that would be awesome. Sure, and there's plenty of hookers if you're in the mood for that, if that's your speed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, 
kind of funny. We went down a couple of years ago to see um, the band live in concert. Um, and then the next day there was the um, summer festival that had a bunch of eight, uh, 90s bands like Everclear and Soul Asylum, stuff like that. And I had to run to the car for some reason. I told my wife, I'm going to the car. You're right back. I'm running down the boardwalk. And there was this six-foot-plus tall Russian-looking long blonde-haired woman. And I'm like, great. Here we go. Here's me running down the boardwalk. Stern, turn stops, puts her hand in front of me and says, oh, hello, where are you going? I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. I'm like, I'm going to my car. Are you looking for some fun? I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. I, I've got somebody over at the casino. Oh, which casino? Would you like me to go with you? I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, my God, it was, like, terrifying. I mean, 110% hooker. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, really? No. Yeah, they're, they're out there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to surprise you. <laughs> there's you know, AC's fine. There's hookers in Atlantic City. I hate to break it to you, but there's no reason to not go. I'm telling you, put it down. Tell Mike. Look into it. It's on. They got a Facebook page and everything. The Atlantic City Beer Music AC's Finest dot com. Rather tall Soviet hooker dot com. <laughs> First of all, if you're in Atlantic City and you have three or four hundred hours to spend on a hooker, God bless you. Me, I'm there gambling my life away. I really don't know. But, uh, yeah, AC Beer Music Festival. I don't know what made me bring that up, but I'm just very excited for it this year. Um, Jewel, again, another technical difficulty. I think she leaned into the wrong button and, and cut herself off. <laughs> she cracks me up. The greatest, folks. That's why I call her a co-hostess with the mostess. She always has a <laughs> special little moment. Keep me at the edge of my seat. But, no, seriously. Um Yes, Atlantic City Beer Music Festival. Always look forward to that. Great time. Uh, we wear the kilts. Last year we had the drunken grown-ups t-shirt that looked like Dunkin' Donuts. Phenomenal. Make a great time out of it. And it's uh, something that kind of kicks off springtime for us, really. Uh, one year it snowed. Just imagine the snow with my kilt on. Rather enjoyable. Good stuff. Uh, Jewel is uh, scrambling and flopping, and I don't really know what she's doing over there in the corner, her corner of the studio. Looks like a karate leg kick. Uh, <laughs> I really don't know. But we'll wait a few minutes until she comes back. Little thing I want to bring up real quickly. Um, Philadelphia. We love promoting Philadelphia. love everything Philadelphia. How about those Philadelphia 76ers? Why, you ask? Well, how about the Sixers have not lost a basketball game since the Eagles won the Super Bowl? What? That's right. Yeah, since the Eagles have won the Super Bowl, the Sixers have not lost a game. Is that incredible? That's amazing. That's the power of winning. (laughs) Right, the power of winning, the power of positive aura. The Flyers have not lost a regulation game. Since they lost the other night in a shootout to the Jersey Devils, but so the, the Philadelphia teams are feeling the magic behind the Super Bowl win, and I am so excited. I love it. I am so proud of my teams. Great thing. That's pretty cool. I should have worn my sports gear tonight. I'm sad. I did. No, that's all right. I have no idea why I did. I just I was in a mood. I've got this orange stretchy shirt underneath. I got my Claude Giroux on. That's right. If people knock Claude Giroux, you can't see it. Uh, but he's like, what, tied for third in scoring? Is that right? The Claude Giroux everybody hates so much? Yeah, tied for third in scoring. They hate us because so, they ain't us. They hate us because they ain't us. Wait a minute, that didn't sound right. <laughs> Not ain't us. 
ain't us. <laughs> hate us because they ain't us. They hate us because <laughs> of my anus. <sighs> oh my goodness! All right, another story. That should here. have been uh, that should have been the Eagles, you know, motto. Hate us because my anus. I like it. No, you never saw the interview. <laughs> yeah, I did. But I oh okay. I got to talking about my anus. Forget it. Keep it. It's my favorite planet. What is your favorite planet? Uranus. But I'm just, that would be your bull. Anyway, uh, a a classic story here. Um, good one from Jewel. Another great story. Thanks to the Nintendo Switch, a man was able to detect a tumor in his hand. Who said the video gaming is bad? Who said uh, it? This man, Chris, a, a 28-year-old programmer living in Sydney, Australia, uh, he was planning on getting a, a Nintendo Switch as soon as it was announced, but when he got his Switch last March, he found that whenever he played Mario Kart, he'd feel a severe pain in his hand. He was quoted as saying, as soon as I played Mario Kart, I started getting a shooting pain from my right palm to the first joint of my index finger when a controller vibrated, especially uh, when collecting coins. So basically, this guy, I guess, is pretty good at the game, too, and causes pain. So six months later, Chris had a, a small lump sticking out of his hand and says that everything I do with the hand hurts, and doctors discovered it was a tumor. Um, only a 5% chance of it being cancer, but still, the tumor was found because of all the excessive playing of uh, video games. How crazy is that story? Well, not only excessive playing of video games, because he's a video game programmer. So it's only the switch and how you're, it's held in your hand that that caused him to have weird pain. Because the switch has a rectangle and the two parts that detach on the sides. So you can hold them by themselves or you can play as a whole, as like a whole tablet piece. So it's just crazy. And he does credit it to, um, you know, discovering the tumor in his hand. It's just nuts. Yeah, that's pretty wild. The only thing I get, I get this little thing here on my pinky. I don't think it's it. Probably can't say it. I've got this dent on my pinky from how I hold my cell phone and how this lovely case drives into my pinky, especially like when I play games on my apps and all. Yeah, so that's, mm-hmm. I'm not discovering cancer. I think I'm mutilating my poor pinky. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, to take a break from Candy Crush. Uh, it's not Candy Crush. It's um, <laughs> what is that game called? Yeah, Candy Crush. It's uh, MLB 17. Ah, it's addictive. I love it. It's a baseball game. I love it. I so saw some kid the other day. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I, I'm just saying I don't have it for Switch, but I have it for the Wii U. That Breath of the Wild Zelda is a masterpiece. It is like the best game I ever played in my whole life. It's so amazingly cool. Very cool stuff. Um, I I seen this kid the other day. You know, I do my day work at car dealerships, and this kid was in there, uh, I guess with his wife or girlfriend, negotiating a car deal, and he's playing Madden football on his cell phone like an animal. I mean, this kid was just mutilating it right during his his car action. So I guess when you're that good at it. Uh, Speaking of being that good at video games, I did read this now, where they're trying to make Video gaming and Olympic sport. Did you hear this? That's just malarkey. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, I read it and I'm like, that is about as lazy. But it turns anybody into an athlete. You're going to have some 
500-pound kid with zits all over his face winning a gold medal. I, I don't know. Now, look, I can see, like, winning money. Like, you do the video game tournaments and, and whatever, but, like, an Olympic sport? Come on now. Uh, yeah, the gold medal for um, Tetris. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to ask you this real quick. I don't know if you've seen it or I don't know if you heard the story, but I, I did want your opinion if you know of it. Uh, we all heard the story of Sean White. Um, killing it at the Olympics again. Uh, he's just an amazing extreme sport guy, and he was doing the uh, single board, and he won a couple gold medals. Uh, there was the issue where they claimed that he purposely drugged the flag in the snow. Did you hear this? No, and I've been following the Olympics, so that's weird. I I looked at it, and you see a lot of pictures of White, and he's got the flag over his head with a big smile. He's wearing mm-hmm. it around his back with a big smile. And there was a moment where he drug it, and people were just tearing in him on Twitter and Facebook and saying, disrespect the flag. White came around and said, look, the excitement of the moment was there. I was trying to get gloves on. I'm trying to take pictures. I'm trying to get my board back. The flag hit the ground for a few moments, and a lot of people were just ripping in him. And he has come out. He's apologized. He said it was wrong. He loves this country. I like Sean White. He's like the ageless, constant teenager, and he's great at his at his sport. He is, and he's got like a like a whole new look. His hair is like straight now, and he yeah. killed it. He just won the gold. Um, I didn't realize how much of a goddamn beast he is. Like he just shreds. And then I saw his injury where he like broke his face. Um, <laughs> but they don't they don't realize it's like freaking. 20 below in South Korea right now. Like, it is so freaking cold. I don't blame them for not even, like, taking their masks off when they're done the run. But, uh, I don't know. He's facing heat for another reason, for, like, sexual misconduct. This woman's accusing him. So, he's, uh, he's having a rough go. (laughs) He's having a rough go. It's a shame because he's such a tremendous athlete and, uh, he kind of put that sport on the map. Um, so we wish you well. We congratulate you on the medals, and uh, hopefully nothing comes of this story. Uh, so um, we're going to do this. I said we're going to do it, and we're going to do it. We're going to play more music. Uh, the Fems of Rock, Michael, their manager, sent us two different medleys from the ladies, uh, a Who medley and an ACDC medley. Uh, some songs mixed in. They're about like six minutes worth of medley. Joel Tatey, your choice. Would you rather hear the Fems of Rock give us some ACDC? Or some who? The who or ACDC? Hmm. Let me see. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. You picked a terrible time to break up because I didn't hear who you said. ACDC for the win. My my girl. You are the greatest. (laughs) She's not the bestest co-host for nothing, folks. Uh, So let's do it. Uh, Our guest tonight on the show, in case you joined us late, was... uh, Nina DiGregorio, the founder and the leader of Femmes of Rock and Bella Strings, they're coming here to our beautiful town, um, March 18th for a Sunday night show at the Excite Center Parks Casino. We can't wait. We're going to be there. Violins, beautiful ladies in the short dresses, and hard rock band. It's like the greatest combination you've ever asked for. And, and Jeff's blowing hair. <laughs> And Jess, well, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, she asked me if I had better hairs than Howard Stern. I have none. So, uh, this is a like medley Fabio. of yeah, Fabio. I'm like Baldio. I'm more like Curly from the Three Stooges. 
<laughs> so we're going to do this. We're going to do their ACDC medley. So you can pick out some of the songs that you like. ACDC, it's about 6 minutes and 21 seconds. It is the Femmes of Rock. It is an ACDC medley live in one of their uh, show recordings. We're going to bring it to you right here on the Stoop Radio Show. Enjoy. We'll be back to you shortly, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, we'll tell you who we got coming up in the near future. So enjoy.
positively right. The ACDC medley by the Femmes of Rock. Beautiful women playing violins with a hard rock band in the background playing some of your classic songs. Parks Casino in Ben Salem, the X-Lite Center, March 18th. It's a Sunday night. They will be there. And our very special guest tonight was the lovely and the incredible founder of the band, the very talented and lovely Miss Nina DiGregorio. Joe, are you a big fan now? Are you in love? Oh, I was already a huge fan. I'm so excited. <laughs> so my very big thanks to uh, one of my good friends, Mr. Paul Long. Uh, me and Paul used to work together back. We've remained uh, friends, stay in touch through the magic of social media. And a while back, he's like, dude, check out these girls. He's like, these these girls got to be on your radio show. I'm like, yeah, they're going to come on my radio show. And they did. And it was awesome. And I've loved them ever since. The ACDC medley, Jewel, uh, let's test you real quick. Can you name all five songs in the ACDC medley? Oh, man. You're going to put me on a spot like that? <laughs> of course. You know why? Because I wrote them down. <laughs> you cheat. It was, I did, um, I did cheat. Damn, you're not going to get me on this. I can't do it. I can't do it because I know I'm going to mess up. Not a problem. I wrote it down on purpose. I was actually going to make it a... Like, uh, Alright, I'll try. I'll try. I'll try like that. It was Back in Black, Shook Me All the Night Long. Um, God damn it. You suck. You wrote them down. I can't do this. <laughs> I did it on first, and I wanted to test you, and I was going to test other people. And I was going to put us a little Facebook quiz as he was paying attention. Not a bad idea. Now, I'll, Thunderstruck. I'll oh, very good. You got three. Oh, my God. Awesome. Oh, God. Whew. I'm sweating. I'm sweating here. I don't like to lose at trivia. <laughs> <laughs> you did good, though. I mean, so I'm actually very impressed. All right. What are they? Okay. So, uh, in order... Okay. Uh, in order was Hell's Bells, which you missed. Back in Black, which you nailed. Thunderstruck, which I'm very impressed. It's actually probably one of my absolute favorite rock songs. Uh, Highway to Hell was another one you did not get. And Shook Me All Night Long, which is the uh, kind of like the. Uh, I missed two. It's like the Bucks County anthem. I said you missed two. You did great. I'm actually very impressed. I am. I don't say that to you very often on the air. So. You did. You did yeah, a great job. I, I, wanted, I wanted to write it down. So I was going to make it a Facebook trivia question to see who actually listens to the show. But you know what? If you're not listening, I can't beg you. You got to listen because this show kicks ass. That How was many awesome. Shows did yeah, that was awesome. I did such a great job. How many show? How many radio shows had Defense of Rock on tonight? None but us. The Stoop Radio Show voted the number one show in all of Langhorn. And the Philadelphia area. The the greater Philadelphia area. Greater. We got more shows coming up, folks. We got uh, acts that we're talking to. We got people coming on. Uh, As of right now, we're a little uh, little late in the talent department. (laughs) But uh, we got some negotiations. We got some bands and uh, artists, comedians, the whole nine yards we're talking to. So we're going to fill the show up real quick. One show I definitely want to mention that is coming up at the end of the mar uh, the end of the March. Jesus, the end of the month. I'll get it right. The end of the month, February twenty eighth. The band is called From Death Do Us Part. I'm sorry. Oh my God, I'm destroying this here. The band is Till Death Do Us Part. I am the worst pitch man ever. <laughs> I'm the worst pitch man ever. Uh, the band is Till Death Do Us Part. 
the lead singer Emily Tate is going to be here February 28th. Now you're thinking, hmm, the last name sounds familiar. Of course, the daughter of Queensryche legend Jeff Tate. Emily's going to be on the show. She's going to talk about us about her band, talk about us about her dad. Uh, he's enjoying her on stage at some concerts. Very excited for that. Uh, joining us, a very special guest coming on the show February 15th. This is Thursday. It's going to be Jules Dog. Uh, Jules Dog is uh, <laughs> there keeping her company. What is the uh, what is the young lad's name? She's a girl. Her name's okay. Reese. Is... Hi, Reese. <laughs> young lady. She goes woof. <laughs> woof. Yeah, she's my brindle pitbull. She's 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 my darling, eight year old. She sh- she should have came around the night we had Bert Ward because that guy taught us everything and his mother about dogs. She, I, I, I'm saying, like he changed my mind about dog food. Thank you, Bert. He Ward. did. I tell you what, and I I've been doing a lot of research, looking at a lot of articles, and they say that um, the one that we recently purchased, the um, Blue Basics, is one of the very best foods you could buy. And I'm glad because Bert's got me looking at everything, the fat content, uh, the protein content, the core, all that stuff. Thanks to Bert. Yeah, Ward, okay. guy, guy really knows about animals. I'm something. Only 50 bucks a do- uh, bag. <laughs> so cheap. <laughs> you know what? The, you, yeah, you can't put a price on our little ones. My little Bijan Henry's upstairs. Probably laying on his mommy's nap. Watch. Mommy's lap. What is going on tonight? <laughs> can't get the words out. Let's go back to that unique... New York. Let's go back to the tutoring session, shall we? <laughs> anyway, he's probably laying on mommy's lap while she listens to the Stoop Radio Show. Oh, she's a smart woman and a smart dog. Oh, did you know that Nick Foles also has a male dog named Henry? How that is cool. amazing. That is very <laughs> cool. And if I ever run into him again, I'm going to mention that to him as well. Um, when we got our little Henry as a uh, young pup. My wife came home and said, his name's Henry. And I'm like, I'm all right with that. And then we were warned by everybody we knew that did any work with dogs, don't dare change its name because he'd become accustomed to that name. And we kept it. And it's great. He's a Henry. Really? Because yeah. we got her when, when she was like six months old, and her name was Beauty. And there was no way <laughs> I was calling her Beauty. I was like, I can't do it. But she looks like a Reese's Cup. Because she's like black and brown striped, so. Well, you could have named the Beauty and the Beast. It could have been Beauty and the Beast, her and uh, Mike. Beauty (laughs) and the Beast. (laughs) We love you, Mike. We're just kidding. Mike's good people. Trying to get into Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival. Yes. Yes. If you're listening out there, Mike, and I know you are, you're coming. Beer and Music Festival. You know, when you think about it, when you think about it, you're like, wow, $60 a ticket? I'm telling you, you drink more than $60 worth. Oh, yeah, that's totally reasonable. Much. <laughs> They're losing out. They see me coming. I go, oh, shit, look who it is. Yep. <laughs> now I have to ask you, is it like flights of beer that they serve? Samples? No, I'll tell you what. Um, I don't have one handy. It's in the other. Uh, it's in the other area of the studio. You get a four-ounce... Uh, glass. It looks like a little mug. It's like that big. Literally four ounces. And the breweries are just all set up. They all have kegs. Other beer. You go up, make a little chit chat. They pour you four ounces and you slug it down like a quick shot. You're just like, whoop. And you go on to the next. Hmm. And, <laughs> you know, I, 
I always love to tell the story. My great friend, Mr. CJ Joint. The first year he went, he's like, what am I going to expect? What's going to happen? I'm like, I'm telling you, you're going to get this little cup. You're going to go nuts. By an hour, you're going to be drunk. And he laughs. And he gets there, and he's like, are you kidding me? He sees this little four-ounce little mug. And he's like, are you kidding me? What am I going to do with this thing? I said, I'll see you in an hour. 45 minutes, he comes up and runs, throws his arm around me and says, you know what? I'm drunk. <laughs> it's just, I'm well, telling that's you. Like, that's like a power hour. Yeah, only it's four hours worth. It's four hours long. Yeah, that's awesome. It's great. A couple of years ago when we first went, they had a um, one of the local like uh, video game stores brought a setup, and my wife was playing uh, Mario Brothers on Nintendo. And uh, for all the people to see, and if the person who could finish the game actually won the system, and she was halfway what? through just cruising. Oh, she's great at it. She didn't lose her life when she was halfway through, and this huge group of, like, nerdy guys is watching my wife in her tight white T-shirt and her kilt. <laughs> I know, she didn't have the kilt then. That was the year before the kilt. Anyway, her tight T-shirt and her jeans playing Mario to death, and her rooting her on cheering for her. Meanwhile, I'm slugging down every beer and its mother, and she just stops. Oh she's, like, she's like, I'm bored. And the whole crowd booed. They booed oh. her after she got up. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, no, don't stop. She got bored. And that was it. Oh, man. It was awesome. That's something Mike would do. That's so funny. <laughs> no, she just, like, she mic dropped. She, boop. I was like, damn, girl. <laughs> Last year they had the, um, you know, the obstacle course thing that swing around. You got to jump over it when it gets to you. Yeah. A lot harder than it looks, especially halfway through Beer Fest. Get out. Well, I'll tell oh, you what. If we do go down, we have to get a cheeseburger in Paradise, and we have to get a margarita from the Land Shark Bar and Grill. Margaritaville. Okay. I'll make you do. If you could stay up after four hours of beer fest to actually get that stuff, I may treat. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, we, I think we did that at the last beer fest. We, again, we drank ourselves shitless, slept it off a little bit, and then went out. It's kind of what you do. It, it's like a tradition. You got it. You have to take a nap if you day drink, especially um, over I mean, 22. <laughs> my wife. Uh, my wife and my, my good friend CJ that I was talking about, after the first year they went in kilts, mind you, we got to the room first, they came up after, and my wife and him had this shouting match of drunkenness that turned into a wrestling match on the bed with my wife flipping over and her entire kilt coming up and <laughs> oh. underwear sitting, just oh, bare geez. butt flying in the air. <laughs> She's going to hate me for telling that story, but it was a great story if you were there. It was awesome. She's a great time. She's just a great time. <laughs> she, she really is. There was a guy. Another story. I love telling stories. I'm sorry. Even if it, I ramble. There was a guy from Denmark. There was a guy from Denmark the first year we went. And she was outside. Um, you know, there's like an outside where people go to smoke and all. So we just went outside to get some air. And uh, we're talking to this girl about Beer Fest. And we're talking to this guy. And, and I bring up Delaware. To a guy from Denmark, this is his first trip to the United States. He comes, and he goes to this beer fest. And we're talking about things. I'm like, in Delaware, and he's like, I, I know, I know, Delaware, uh, Wayne's World. Hi, I am in Delaware. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, is it as boring as they make it out in the movie? I'm like, yes. So that was an amazing Party on, Wayne. <laughs> Party on, Wayne. That's awesome. <laughs> Here's something for you. How about that movie just celebrated its? 26th anniversary 
Holy shit. Like, we're old. What the hell? We. We had a little guy from Denmark. He knew Delaware from Wainwright. He's like, I know this Delaware. I'm like, oh, my God, that's freaky. Oh, man. That is nuts. (laughs) (sighs) Ah, Crazy stuff. So, um, great show tonight. Mostly good audio. Joel had a couple blips, but we uh, never really hear them. Joel has become a master at rearranging herself. And we thank you for that. Joel did a great job. You're shaking your head no, but I'm shaking my head yes. Only lost me five times. It's all good. <laughs> the crowd comes back. They come for Jeff. They stay for the Joel. <laughs> That's my new slogan. That's my final. Come for the Jeff. Stay for the Joel. What's up, man? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jewel's doing my favorite thing She's drinking her beverage out of a Wonder Woman Cup, which I love Because Jewel is the essential Wonder Woman Rocks the Halloween costume Like everyone, anybody I've ever seen And she's got the Wonder Woman mug on and It's a great thing so We do this too She drinks out of Wonder Woman, I drink out of a Stanley Cup I drink out of my little you have Breaking Bad speaker you got it. Everybody's going to have that special cup. And you have to have special. one when you go down Atlantic City. So we'll get some cool ones. I'm going to show you. Hold that line. Talk to the people about something for about 30 seconds, would you? Sing a song. I like cups. <laughs> cups are nice. Maybe I'll get an Eagles one. Maybe I'll get you hate us because you ain't us engraved on the glass. So I can drink in Atlantic City with my cup. Because that's legal now, people. You can actually walk the boardwalk with alcohol and you will not be arrested. <laughs> I don't know what I missed, but uh, that's awesome right there. Anyway, this is it. If you could see, do you see this? Oh. And it says oh, look at that little thing. AC. It says AC Beer and Music Festival on the front, and on the back it says that uh, 100. Point seven WZXL. That's the radio station that sponsors every year. This is what they give you at the door. No, I was just saying to the people that you can walk on the boardwalk with an open beverage. So I wonder, because that law just came into effect, so I wonder if it uh, applies for this fest. I don't know. Last time I went to Atlantic City with um, my good friend Brian who's a police officer in a certain city I won't name since I just mentioned his name. We went and got 7-Eleven cups and filled them full of beer and walked around the streets of 7-Eleven cups. Right. That's what we usually do. Yeah. Because it's soda. Well, <laughs> yeah. I won't do that soda now. Soda <laughs> Now that I know that I can uh, open container it. Yeah, this is all you get. You get this little mug and it looks like nothing. And you're like, what am I going to do with this? Throw it back. Catch me in an hour. Catch me in an hour. I'll tell you what you're going to do with it. Catch Good me stuff. outside. How about that? Catch me outside. How about that? That little tramp. Punch her right in her mouth. Anyway, this well, just in. Next week on the stoop. The, uh, next week on the stoop, the Catch Me Outside girl. It's going to be a special Daniel. Daniel. Catch Danke-stanke. Danke-stanke. <laughs> So she's here. We're going to have a special interview, uh, special episode. The Catch Me Outside girl uh, and Amy Fisher. <laughs> She'll be dynamite. Should be Catch Me Outside. Versus Joel T. <laughs> I like it. Fems of rap. <laughs> Fems of rap. I like it. The Fems of ass kick. Joel T. Fems versus Cash Me Outside. Versus Tanya Harding. Versus Amy Fisher. 
I don't want to be in that group. Nah, I don't want to make fun. I, I'll take I'm, them all on. <laughs> I'm guilty of finding Amy Fisher attractive. I get a lot of heat for that. But I, Jesus Christ. All right. I know. I know. Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> you had the right out. <laughs> yeah, it's about that time. The Jose Cuervo is kicking in. Uh, seriously, though. Great episode tonight. Want to give a humongous thanks to Nina DiGregorio, the leader of Femmes of Rock, the uh, the other members of Femmes of Rock, who gave us a little background stuff. We thank you, ladies, for coming on the show tonight. Definitely an episode I look forward to. Michael, their manager, thank you for all your efforts and all your work and, and getting together and making this work out for us. Uh, we are going to hold you to that uh, on March 18th. March 18th, we want to meet you at the Excite Center. We're going to be there. It's going to be awesome. Very excited. Big thumbs up from Joy, a big smile on her face, and a beverage in her hand. Uh, yeah, we should go to Chickie's and get a couple of drinks in our system first. That'd be awesome. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Fems of Rock. I mean, if it's half as good as it was just from the audio we got here, I am stoked. And Joy said, Joel typed in, it sounds just like guitars. It does. And if you think that's guitar playing, it's actually violin playing. That's how good these girls are. Mike came in the studio, too. He's like, is that guitars? I'm like, no, it's violin. I know, it's in- yeah, I've seen him listening to it, and I'm sure I'm going to get the feedback from my wife how she liked that. Oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be great. Again, March 18th. I'm going to keep plugging it. March 18th, the Excite Center at Parks Casino in Ben Salem. Femmes of Rock, the Stoop will be live, a live Stoop appearance. You can't beat it. Come meet us. Meet us because you need us. Meet us because you need us. Uranus. At Chickie and Peach, we'll we'll, uh, we'll type up a little. We'll thing. sign autographs. Yeah, we'll sign autographs. I'm sure that'll bring the crowd. With every autograph, you get a free beer. Can you imagine? <laughs> I still want to give out an autograph. Don't look at me. Give funny. out something. Nobody wants. Nobody wants. It. I have stickers. I got stickers. Come get your stickers. It's gonna say uh, the stoop. It's not a bad idea. Uh, again, to uh, learn more about the girls, www.femsofrock.com, www.bellastrings.com. Check them out on YouTube, Facebook, Fems of Rock, Twitter, Fems of Rock, Bella Strings. Check them out. Awesome stuff. Looking very forward to it. For your host, Jeff the Shark Perini. And for your co-hostess with the most, it's the wonderful, the amazing, the dog-petting, Wonder Woman cup-drinking, constantly getting cut out and coming back on, Jewel Tady. Hey, you. Hey, you. Just a shrug and a hey, you. Again, thank you so much for joining me on the suit. We greatly appreciate it. We will be back Monday. We have no idea who our guest is, but we will be back Monday. Bella. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> God, what's the matter with you? Oh, I hope oh my god, we're gonna get scolded. Yes, Monday night on the stoop is the return of the amazing Bella Elise. Lovely young lady. She's got new music to play. We're gonna do it right here on the stoop on Monday. So we do have a guest. We have nobody on Wednesday, but Monday we've got Bella Elise right here on the stoop. I am so excited, I can't stand it. You're shaking your head. What? Who did I forget Wednesday? Because we're gonna have someone Wednesday. It's yeah, a we are. <laughs> yes, it is a you have to tune in to find out. I better tune in to find out too. I have no fucking yeah. idea what's going on. Usually it's nine o'clock. This stuff kicks in here. Unfortunately, it kicked in at nine fifty as we're getting ready to go off the air. Whatever, it's fun. 
We're dangerous. Oh, we're going to be dangerous again. you got to come to parks and meet us two jackasses. Yeah, we're a good time. We are a good time. And not in that sense. We're PG-rated good time. Not PG-13. Stop. Stop puffing and puffing. <laughs> great show tonight. I really had a great time. I should drink tequila before every show because I'm just <laughs> loose as a goose. I'm ready to talk about everything. I wish I drank some tequila. I need it. Hey. Please. I'll share some with you. This I talk about everything. I get strong enough. <laughs> I get all the words wrong. <laughs> I forget guess. You know what my mom does every time I talk to her. She goes, "You know, Ellen's like sign off is like anyway." So every time I talk to my mother, she's like, "Anyway," I'm like, "Okay, Ellen, we get it." You want to hang out with one. me now? Get to the point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, Jesus. I actually walked off the set to go get my AC Beer Festival mug. I'm a mess. It's a good time. This is how you get how you get discovered and get famous. <laughs> like, let's leave more on. Right. Well, yeah. We drank half a bar full of shit. <laughs> it came the air. But we were very, uh, we got it very much together. We got a chance to talk to Nina. That was fantastic. Loved it. All right, let's hit it. I see uh, your usual entourage of people making their way into the studio trying to force you out. You're very well loved. We lost our intern. I don't know what happened to Duck. She's on sabbatical. Sabbatical. (laughs) Yeah, she needs a vacation from the hard, grueling work of dropping guitars and making a ton of noise in the background while we have the show going on. We love you, Duck, wherever you are. Better be listening, goddammit. You're going to lose your job. We're going to find some other 13 or 14-year-old kid to take your place. Now hiring. Now, in church for now the hiring. Must know current events and current slang to teach aging hosts. <laughs> we actually, all right, quick quick story. We played heads up at work <laughs> last night. <laughs> okay. And And the clue was, Christopher Columbus, so the whole table had to guess, like, no, had to, like, shout out, you know, so that <laughs> the guesser could guess. And they're like, who discovered America? And the guy was like, Peter Pan? <laughs> I want serious. that guy on my team in the future. Wow, Peter Pan. Oh, God. Great <sighs> discovery by Mr. Peter Pan. Oh, Jesus Christ. That on that really note, <laughs> definitely on that note, we call it a night. Holy Jesus, I got to go to bed. Billy's uh, again, Philly's finest. Philly's finest. I, what about Levittown's finest? Golden Monkey, the official beer of Levittown. I forget what I call Levittown's finest. I don't remember. Humeville's yeah. hottest. Humeville's hottest. Oh, the Humeville Inn. I should go right now. So I'm going to head to the Super Bowl. And my slippers. Levittown's finest. All right, folks, again, we're we're losing our shit here. <laughs> Six minutes to go and the clock keeps ticking. Uh, thank you again, really, seriously. Thank you again, Nina DiGregorio, uh, Femmes of Rock. Thank you, Jewel Tady, for being awesome, amazing, and smiling and laughing at my horrible jokes and just being the absolute positive best coast person you ever wish for. Bring, bring glass up. Cheers. A little chingy. Chingy. A little chingy. Salute. Chingy. Salute. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We will talk to you Monday when our guest is Bella Elise. Because I remember Woo-hoo. Jewel did not. Have a great night, folks. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, and uh, yeah, don't be a douche. Bye-bye.